0: Count money, man. Money, riches. riches. Try, try and told, try and told him I'm a beast, bud. What's up, gang? Welcome back to another episode of the Grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day. Today's title and topic is everybody loves an underdog until they become the overdog. So it looks like you, there, there's even graphs I've seen of this that, that are out there that shows just America in general. As someone is climbing and and getting better, they're an underdog. Everybody's cheering for them, rooting for them, hoping that they win, happy when they start to climb. And then once they make it to the top and they start to dominate and do well, that same energy of people that was rooting for them, people start to hope that they lose, root for them to fail, get sick of seeing them winning. So – we're going to talk a little bit about that today. When the odds are stacked against you, people love to see you win. Everybody loves an underdog. Even I like the underdog at times. What I've learned to appreciate and respect is the person that you're, that you're rooting against or thing that you're rooting against, you got to look back and see a lot of times those were the underdogs that made it and got rooted for, cheered for, gave everything they had, didn't have it naturally built up to this position, and now all of a sudden everybody's rooting against them. Underdogs have a fire in them to overcome things, and everybody loves an underdog story. But once they start winning a lot, they start people start hating. People start hating when the underdog starts getting a bunch of Ws. People forget that Tom Brady was unknown and the Patriots were underdogs back in 2002 when they won a Super Bowl. Tom Brady, people forget, was a 6th round draft pick. You could look at all the things from all the analysts of how they said he wasn't fast enough, arm wasn't strong enough, wouldn't be a good quarterback. They showed pictures of his body didn't look like a prototypical perfect quarterback. He had to fight for everything in college, didn't start – even really starting till later in his, his college career at, at Michigan. So over time, that person that people did not expect to make it, that I forget, maybe it was a dozen quarterbacks got drafted and chosen before Tom Brady, the GOAT, the greatest quarterback of all time, before the Patriots became that dynasty. They became an NFL powerhouse and everyone got sick of them winning and I am not a Patriots fan. I am a Cleveland Browns fan. I've been a Browns fan since I was a kid. My grandfather, rest in peace, gave me that curse in honor of being a Browns fan. And uh, I've taken taken it personal to just stay loyal through the thick and thin, and it's typically very thin. But, you know, I I, I just – I know that before the 2014 season – The Golden State Warriors were underdogs, and they end up winning the championship, beating the Cavs in game six, which, you know, I was rooting for the Cavs. Now they're criticized for their play style and stacking their roster. And the Patriots were criticized all over the place. And so what ends up happening, and and I think part of this is you got to understand it as you're on your climb up right now. And those of you that aren't where you want to be, I want to make sure that, so there's two, two parts of this, two angles to look at. So one is those of you that are currently on your climb and you're currently on your climb and you're climbing and you're not there yet. I want to let you know that keep the underdog mindset you know, Jim Serace, one of my mentors, used to say, make yourself the underdog by the size of the fight that you choose, the size of the battle that you choose. You can constantly make yourself an underdog, keeping that mindset, keeping that mind that mentality, which is what I think Tom Brady did, even when he got to the top that kept him hungry, you know, at the top. So those of you on that journey, you know, right now, let's let's put you in a category and say, as you're climbing. Make a promise to yourself that you're not going to join the crowd and just become a hater on all the people that are at the top and just want to see everybody fail. You do what you want, but I don't think that's the best energy in it because what about if that were you? What about if that becomes you when that becomes you or if it, it ends up being your daughter or it ends up being your son? Because what comes around goes around, no matter what your belief system is, what your faith is, almost every religion can align somewhat with what you give comes back to you. And even if it don't come directly back to you, it can come back to you and start to influence people that you care about and people in, in your sphere of, of influence. And so the karma that you throw out there as a hater, basically I'm saying as you're climbing, try to make sure you're not tearing people down that are on top, rooting against everybody on the top, happy to see people fail. You know, people are all, can easily get up in arms and, and wrapped around seeing somebody at the top fall and so don't be a hater then the other part of it is as you're on your climb or if you already have made it on that climb and you're sitting at the top of the mountain don't take it personal that people are hoping for you to lose now because on the climb up, when you were ranked number 10 in the the nation at what you do, people were rooting for you. When you were number five in the nation at what you do, people were still rooting for you. When you were the underdog in the title fight, you were ranked number three against number one, people were rooting for you. But then you became number one and and you kept beating people and you kept beating people and you kept beating people and you keep defending your title, defending your belt, keep growing your business and you're at the top and you're shining and you're blowing up. And now you're feeling a bunch of hate and energy that people hope that you fail. Understand that it's not individual to you. It's not personal. That is just the way the world works. And, and you got to switch that mindset to understanding and using that as a gift That having haters is part of the process to being great, part of the process to growing anything, and you have to get the mindset of thank you for that gift. We appreciate that gift. We appreciate that from the haters because we're using it as fuel to get to the next level. Kobe Bryant said, you got to love your haters for they're your biggest fans. Champions learn how to turn haters into motivators. That's what I was talking about. You'll see that in Kobe. You'll see that in LeBron. You'll see that in Jordan. You'll see that in in Tom Brady. You'll see it in all the greats. It ignites them. It ignites that same fire when they get to the top as it did when they were an underdog. Part Part of the climb is on the climb up the closer you get to your destiny you're going to have arrows thrown at you you're going to have shots fired at you you're going to have people ridiculing you you're going to have people talking about you analyzing you you got to stay calm in that process you got to stay calm when you're when you're at war i feel like i could do a whole topic itself on staying calm when you're at war in battle that there's techniques and ways that you can calm your mind, calm your body, calm your spirit, calm your heart, calm yourself in the midst of, of having a bunch of uh, negativity around you, negative energy around you, uh, things that would make people anxious and, and, and have anxiety. There's, there's a, but I'll just, without going too deep, I'll tell you, find ways for yourself to stay calm under battle and fuel, because there's levels to it. Just like anything else, you'll hear fighters say that, you know, there's, there's levels to this, there's levels to this. And so there's levels to your ability to be able to handle the hate and, and ridicule that comes with growing something and being successful. And it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. And so, you know, I remember the first level of this is, is when I first, like the first level is you just don't care what people are saying about you for the most part, right? Then the second level, I think, is you don't care that much, but some people you allow to get through, get to you. Less than most people, but there's still people that can get to you specifically taking shots at you. You let those individual shots about you hit the inside of you and hit your soul versus hitting your body and rolling right off of your shield, And I remember being in that phase as an individual where I had people, a couple people, uh, taking shots at me years ago, almost a decade ago, uh, at me personally. And I remember my first emotional reaction. uh, It was evident to me that I did not, I was not where I thought I was from a developmental state uh, with being able to control my anger because my first reaction to that was to want to take things into my own hands and saw the personal shot at me as a like physical challenge almost. And and uh I, I learned through that process that didn't happen, you know, overnight, how it's really not about me. It's it's reflecting what is wrong with that person. And if, I, if, if, if the plan is anytime anybody wants to say anything about me or ridicule something about me, the plan is to go around and try to fight everybody, um, that would have to turn into my new career 365 days a year because the more that I would look at, at people at the top, whether it was rappers, athletes, basketball players, football players, baseball players, anytime <coughs> there was a post about them, somebody that was winning, You could find a bunch of, in the comments, you could have a bunch of people that are supporting, (coughs) but there was also a bunch of negativity and a bunch of people talking stuff. And I started to learn and and look at professionals and, and imagine myself and say, look, imagine LeBron James going to play at an away stadium that he's, there's, 70,000 people or 50,000 people in their signs booing LeBron somebody saying something from 10 levels up hey you know something about his mama or something about this or something about his haircut or something about his game or something he didn't do and every time that happens he's run up running up in the stands and the crowd wants to fist fight the person that's saying stuff At some point, he had to get numb to the booze, to the noise, understand as a professional that these people are paying for tickets to watch you do what you love to do that are being paid a lot to do what you love to do. And they're just in the stands ridiculing you. That's part of being a professional. And so there's levels to to things that'll start to happen in each level on the way up for you is going to be the test that you pass. That's going to strengthen you to get you prepared for the next moment to get you prepared for the next moment. And typically most of the time it's very rare that you find a hater that is doing better than you doing better than the person that they're hating on. It's, it's just easier for people to cheer for an underdog who hasn't won yet. And it takes a winner's mindset to keep cheering for the underdog as the underdog stacks up a bunch of wins and stays on top. And so for those of you that are on top or those of you that are above uh, the midpoint line of the mountain and you're climbing and you got some awards, you got some accolades and you're having some success and you're feeling a little bit of hate out there and you don't know how to react to it. I just want you to, to get comfortable with it, mentally get at peace with it. You got to start to not care what people got to say as much, and, and we're human, right? But each phase will prepare you for the next level. Each phase, will. all I can think of is if I were the president of the United States, which would be a long shot right now, right? But if, if I were the president of the United States of America, 50% of the country would hate me. 50% of the country would like me. I could probably at best hope to get to a 70-30. I don't know how many presidents ended up with 100% success ratio. Uh, Typically, what I know about the presidents is people are trying to kill them. We've had presidents assassinated. I think it comes with the job. Everybody knows that you better have some security because there's people outside the country trying to kill you. But there's probably even more people inside your own country that are trying to kill you. Even if 80% of the people love you, 20% of the people are going to hate you. No matter what you do, once you make it to the top, once you're in that, that, that position of influence and, and success, you look up anything, they hated Jesus. They hated Mother Teresa. There was people that talked bad about Mother Teresa. There was people that talked bad about, about Martin Luther King. No matter what you do, those of you that are already there, that are on your way there, Understand that it's an impossible goal to expect for everyone to like you and talk positively about you and support you. That part of greatness in moving your moving into the next phase is that each phase comes with a little bit more scrutiny. That you can do 98 things right and two things wrong and, and, and people are going to point at those two things wrong on you. Get comfortable with it. Get, 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 get to having peace with it. And, and, and it starts with taking care of yourself, knowing what brings you to a sense of peace. You got to be comfortable with who you are, how you live your life. Um, tightening my relationship with the Lord has always helped me just looking and reflecting upon the word of God and, and feeling the spirit of the Lord with me and trusting that a lot of these things are out of my control. I can only control things that I can control and the rest I'm going to give to I'm going to give to God. And that's going to be between you and him because I can't control everything. It doesn't mean that everybody that 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 points a flaw out in you or or says something bad about you is always under the category of hater either, because you can use haters to show you point things in your life that you need to do better. But there's also people that aren't necessarily hating on you that will point things out that you can do better in your life or in your business. And those things, if you're open-minded, you can't put everybody into the category of hater that doesn't agree with everything that you do or says something because those are areas that people can point out flaws of yours that you can look at and almost you want to look internally and, and digest it first and say, well, is it true? Because if there's parts of it that's true, you can internalize it and say, well, maybe I can and change that part of my game or change that part of my life. Or They might not be wrong necessarily in that but just remember everybody loves an underdog until they become the overdog okay so the haters out there admit it acknowledge it and flip to the other side start to root for other people and root for the people that were already underdogs that are on top and those of you guys that are on the climb and already on top be encouraged that uh, that you're not alone get comfortable at it because I'd imagine for you, whatever three levels up looks like for you, whatever your vision is, is going to come with a little bit more. So this is just a setup to prepare you, develop your calluses uh, on your body, on your spirit, on your mind to get you prepared for the next level. Uh, but I think that all things are possible. Okay. With God, all things are possible. And if you're called for greatness, it's part of part of the job. It should come with the job description of 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 whatever you're trying to do big is that there's going to be these things that happen and don't let it don't let it stop you. All right. So thanks for joining us on another episode of the grindcast. Get ready. It's a new day.